I was in the pattern before of frustration, anger, explode. And it just became, I didn't even know it was a pattern, right? It was just me. It was just, that was just me. And now I'm realizing like, oh, there is another pattern. There is another path to be on too. Today on the Don't Change Much podcast, we're talking about mental health from two perspectives, lived experience and professional know-how. Our guests are hockey analyst and former NHL player Ray Ferraro and clinical director of counseling services at TELUS Health MyCare, Lindsay Killam. Ray shares his personal experience with mental health and how taking steps to address it had life-changing impacts. Lindsay explains what signs and behaviors indicate it's time to ask for help, from anxiety, depression, substance abuse, to relationship conflict, parenting, and life changes. And we also talk about how to get help, whether it involves learning more about mental wellness, accessing tools, or speaking to a professional. All things you can do anytime with an online resource from the Canadian Men's Health Foundation called the MindFit Toolkit. Ray, we've got you on to talk about your personal revelations and changes you've made to be more present, more empathetic, more patient. But I think before we talk about all those changes, maybe we should dig into the before times from your perspective. How do you describe the person you were five, 10 years ago? The first thing that comes to mind is is impatient, short-tempered, demanding. All things that really helped me play, I needed to be an aggressive player because I wasn't very big. And I don't mean by fighting or anything, but I needed to be as competitive as anybody on the ice. And while that served me really well for 18 years, it's not, it's just not the way to be. And so I, I I found that I I was going to fight with everything and everybody every day and nobody else really knew they were in the fight. There was no particular reason to be that way. I was, I had, I was remarried. I had kids, a great wife, a great second career, and none of it was right because everything was, everything was an agitation. Everything was. Uh, I felt like I was missing out on something. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I was missing out on something. So the what I would guess on your term, the beforehand would have been just not somebody that was, was comfortable with themselves or probably not very fun to be around a lot of the time because of the impatience and the ups and downs, the mood swings that I would have. The pandemic changed a lot of our lives and you were no exception. You come off, you come off the road and your son Riley is there with a sign that says, welcome home for a month. Did, I mean, it ended up being a couple of years, but when that sign is says a month, does that that punch you or how does that affect you? Well, when I saw the sign, I I thought it was the cutest thing, right? Like I was, this is just so awesome. He's excited to have me home. He knows he's going to be home for a bit. We're going to get to spend some time. And yeah, and certainly 30 days was, we were just in the, what turned out to be the infancy of it all. And um, the pandemic was lousy and terrible and tragic for lots of people. For me, it was incredibly an incredible time of change that was available because I had the time to do it. Cami and I had had been married in 2004 and really was a partnership of comings and goings because of my career. 
And we had never, ever even come close to spending that kind of time together. And what else is there to do but to talk to your partner? And for some people, I know it became a real problem. For us, it was, for me, it was enlightening. I think it was for her too, in a, in, in a certain sense, sense is I was able to talk about some things that were not able. I was willing and had time to talk about some things that were really, in my mind, were wrong with the way that I was looking at things. She got plenty of time to talk about how maybe we could change or attack it. I started in, I started in therapy during that time. And it all was a time of, of like discovery and learning. And I had no thought that was any of that was really on the horizon for me. Like I'd be just enveloped in social media and I'm fighting with everybody on social media, people you don't know, people you never talk to, people you'll never meet. And we were able to talk through a little bit of that, which I learned was more an addiction or of feeling like I was left out of something. And so if, if somebody tweeted something that, I don't know, was like a pebble in my shoe, I felt like this was a great time to to argue about it, and which of course was every time. And then she said, like, why are you bringing that negativity into our house? What's the point? Like the it's different if you're having a conversation, but all you're doing is you're angry at somebody you don't know, then you're angry in the house, you're short-tempered in the house. And so the pandemic was literally life-changing for me. It was, it, our marriage has never been better. I've never had a, I've never been a better partner. I don't think I've been a better dad, which makes me sad sometimes, but it, it was, it was really quite something to, as I look back at it, and the length of time we had to just discover each other and a new way at home, a new way forward in my career, what I found was I was far more ready to be home than I knew. Like I was constantly on the move and it just becomes the way that you do things. But I didn't realize that what I really needed, what I really deep down wanted was to be home. Let's bring Lindsay in on that. Your Ray has big career changes and he just keeps going. How does that sound to you as, I don't know, is it, do those sound like signs that somebody maybe to get some help to adjust between the two careers? Yeah, it's an interesting story. And um, I think it's reflective of so many people's experiences in life where we, we just get into automatic mode and we go and never have a chance to reset or reflect on where things are falling apart. And the pandemic was a time of enlightenment for a lot of people because it forced us to slow down and really take a look at life, even though it was an otherwise challenging time in general in the world. Um, and there's several different things that can happen in our lives that start to be those cues that something might be off. And some of them are really subtle things like you feel like you don't want to get out of the car when you go to work or when you get home at the end of the day, or you start to avoid little things that maybe you enjoyed before, um, or a persistent feeling of just chasing life and general unhappiness. And those are the things that we often feel like, I guess this is just what I have to live with. But it has an impact over time when those little things are happening and often then lead to bigger issues in our lives, such as relationship conflict within our families or our friendship circles, it may lead to increases in substance use, 
missed work or more significant issues around anxiety and depression. Now, Ray, we all have aha moments when we make changes and yours might've come a little bit earlier. I'm talking about the soccer tournament in 2018, when you sit down for a coffee with, with a fellow parent, what was it about him that made you want to have a coffee and talk and then maybe tell us about the conversation? Well, it was really remarkably unplanned. So if you've ever been on a, a trip that involves more than your family, in this case, there was probably 30 people, 35 people on this trip. It's mayhem from the time you hit the airport until the time you come home. Nothing's ever plays out as it's scheduled. There's missing luggage and <laughs> missing kids. And like the, we're at a soccer tournament that was just this mammoth event in Gothenburg, Sweden. And through it all, one of the parents, a, a friend of mine, his name is Justin, and he just sailed along, right? Like he was just like this the whole time, always pleasant, always happy, always time to talk to people. And so one night we were, we broke away from the group. We were just out of the noise for a bit. And we went walking down the street. We said, let's go get a coffee. And we're sitting there and I just asked him, I said, Justin, like, why are you so calm? How are you so able to be so calm and friendly to everybody? I said, I'm, I just don't, I don't understand. And so he told me a story of his upbringing and his life, and he's from First Nation Heritage, grew up and told me stories of that were just remarkable about the way that he was raised and the way his grandfather and father and their family, extended family, lived. It, there was a connection. There was a connection to being present, to being where you were, to being content with what you have always striving to be a little better or I don't know if better is the word to, to just advance your place, even if it felt like you were in the same place, but it was just a little better place. And I was, it, was, it hit me right at the right time. And I was like, so like open to, to hearing him. He talked for quite some time and we, he talked about meditation. He talked about being present. He talked about the mindfulness of living from day to day. And it was foreign to me. And he said, look, go home and download this app. So I went home and downloaded one of the mental health apps. For me, it, for me, it just, it was the right time. I sat down, I did it, downloaded it that night and listened to the, the first, you just click on the date and I started, it's 10 minutes. And I, I don't know, I just, I felt like, oh man, this is, I don't even know what this is, but this is it. This is, I want to do this again tomorrow. And so I did it tomorrow and I had stops and starts before it became like a regular part of my day. Like I, I get up today, I come downstairs, I go into the, into an area where the first thing I do is I meditate, I sit, I do some stretching and not really a workout, but some mobility stuff, but it all starts with meditation. It starts every day. My that tells me I'm up over 800 days in a row and I don't really, I guess I do keep track, but I don't keep track. If I miss a day, I don't think that it's anything to beat myself up about, but I just, it's, I need it. I need it like air. I need, and it all stemmed from this conversation with Justin in, in Gothenburg. I'll never forget it because when I listened to what he was talking about and I watched him conduct himself, it was no effort. 
It was just the way he is. Now, I there are times I'm like, I'll react to something and go, Eesh, that wasn't so great, but I'm aware of it. And so what used to happen was I would do something like that. It would happen again. Then it would happen again. And then six times down the road, I'd realize that wasn't so good. Now it happens immediately. And so I think I'm through that talk, starting with that talk, starting through meditation, starting through mindful mindfulness of being, of recognizing where I am in the moment I'm at and making the most, best of that moment. I've, I've taken a step that I don't even really recognize the person from before. Yeah, I love the conversation that you have because it's like you see somebody with a great lawn in your neighborhood. And it's not like you were reaching out for help, but you're just like, I see somebody who's doing something great. I want to be great like that. What's your secret? How do you do it? It just seems like a real, I don't know, casual guy way of asking for help. Would you agree with that assessment, Lindsay? That's a good way of putting it. I, I always feel in life we have these serendipitous moments that people cross our paths at a time when we need to hear something or experience something. And it sounds like it was a readiness on your part, Ray, that this person came into your life and you needed to hear what he had to say. And those are pivotal moments that we all experience that can lead us to significant change. Manage your stress, not the other way around. For simple ways to improve your mental health, check out the free MindFit Toolkit from the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. Complete a self-assessment, access virtual counseling, and learn more about how anxiety, stress, or depression might be impacting your health. Go to menshealthfoundation.ca and access the MindFit Toolkit to start improving your mental wellness today. One of the quotes that you've said, Ray, was you can push somebody all you want, but they need to feel it in their heart that now is the time. Was there ever anybody pushing you through some of the dark times that you had, or was it just you looking in the mirror? Well, I don't know that Cammie, my wife, pushed um, because she's just, she's really just the, she's the most incredible person. She's confident. Um, she's kind. Like I, I often say about her, she's the kindest person I've ever met. And there was a point around that time where I realized I, I was letting her down. I was not what I wanted to be as a husband, as a dad. Now I have two older boys and as well. And so I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say Cammy pushed me, but I could tell she was becoming frustrated with how the same patterns kept repeating themselves. Like my patterns. Uh, impatience is at the top and being a terrible listener, which is another one of the things that I always am cognizant of now is that I, I could tell she was just like, you know, why are you why are you frustrated in a time you don't need to be frustrated in? Why are you short when you don't need to be short? Like there, there's a time when we can all get frustrated and we all understand that. And, but for me, it was, it was too frequent a pattern. So this sounds, I, even when I say it, it sounds cheesy, but I wanted to be better. Yes, for me, but for her, like she, she deserved 
better than what I was able to be at that time. And so when I, this, when I said, look, I got to get better at this. And, but I didn't even know what this was. Like, and I think like when I talk to people and I think that's really one of the biggest issues is nobody knows what this is. They're just not, they're not happy where they are. They're like, this isn't it, but I don't know what is. And it's intimidating. And part of the thing that, Buzz, that I really was hesitant about was when you look back at your life, if there's portions of it you're not happy with, or moments of it, or more than moments of it, I didn't really want to look back. Like, I didn't really want to look back at that because why would I... Why would I want to look back when I would, I don't know if you're allowed to swear. Why would I look back when it was an asshole to people? Like, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to be self, more self-aware to something that's already happened? But what I realized and through my own therapy was that if you don't understand, you can't get anywhere. And it's not a judgment of you. It's just what you were. And if you want to stay there, you can stay there. But I didn't. I didn't want to stay there. I just didn't know where or how I wanted to go. And that was the toughest first step. For sure. Me. So you talk about the therapy. And one of those was that conversation with Justin where you get the Calm app. But eventually you start talking to somebody. So that that is a step beyond. I'm going through many of the things that you went through. But speaking to somebody else is a struggle that I have. I'm still saying I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. I just need to walk more, read more, exercise more. Right. What was the trigger for you to say, no, nah, I, I need to sit on a couch. Enough talking with Cammie that we were right back in the same spot again, that her saying, maybe go talk to somebody because she could see the frustration in me. Like I'm, um, you don't need to be around me very long to understand if I'm in a good mood or a bad mood. Like I can't hide it. I, I'm really, <laughs> I wish sometimes I could, but I just yeah. can't. And so everybody in the house is aware of my mood when they didn't need to be. And so there was no help going to come from me looking in the mirror or me exercising more. I already exercise enough. Like I, everything I do, I'm, quasi obsessive about and so to go and talk to somebody meant to slow down and to to talk in a way about things that I hadn't talked about in a long time and the thing is it's not anything anybody had done to me like I, I there's nothing that I can think of in my life that got me to the point where I wasn't happy except it must have been everything right? Like the competition, the intensity, the, the desire to be the best, like a, an obsessive desire. And then realizing you're not going to be the best and not being able to deal with that. Like I, I was the best hockey player everywhere I played till I got to the NHL. And then like in three seconds, you realize, wait a minute, I'm never going to be the best player here. It's hard to deal with. I went from a great career to a great career and I still wasn't happy. I have four boys. I have an amazing wife. And I still wasn't happy. Cammie encouraged me to talk to somebody. That, that's really the base of it is that. And when I went there, I found I still wasn't 
even when I was sitting there, I just wasn't ready to be there. I already, I was well aware of what I wasn't happy about, but what does it mean and where do you go? And that's the part that I, I think maybe men in particular probably don't understand is that the person that's listening to you is, is not, I'll say they don't care. And I mean that in the best way possible because they're taking the information that you're giving them and they're giving you a little tool here, a little tool there. They're not judging what you've, they've heard everything that you could tell them. They've already heard it. They're just giving you a little, I felt like it was a little crumb to follow. And then I could get there and then there would be another one. And then, but it wasn't linear, right? It doesn't go good day, good day, good day, good day. Like some days I'd go in there and I'm almost embarrassed. I felt like all I'm doing is complaining for 45 minutes. And then pretty soon I could sense and feel like a difference. And I, I still go, I'll never stop. And, and I understand that there are times when an idea comes from a place that you just had no idea was possible. Like you never even thought of it, never even a flash through your mind. And she'll say something and, and I'll be, it, it's like a lightning bolt. Like that's the new crumb to fall. And I'm telling you, I just, uh, I love my sessions. They were all on Zoom first because of course it was the pandemic. And I bet you I had 20 sessions before I was physically in the room with the therapist. Wow. And, and I, I just, I, I, I know, I know it is integral to, to what I continue to try to do. And the MindFit Toolkit is a great resource for that sort of stuff. There is virtual counseling. There's anxiety and depression mm -hmm. assessments. There's just a great way in there to find a, your own trigger uh, to go and get help. But Lindsay, you were nodding all through what Ray was saying. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. talk about the difference that, I don't know, that mental health professionals offer versus what, I guess, what my strategy is, where I'm just trying to do it on my own. Yeah, it was so interesting to, to listen to what you were saying, Ray. I think so often we become our own barrier. We get stuck in our own story mm -hmm. or we're afraid of what we don't know, of stepping into to the unknown. And I think that's what makes stepping into counseling. I feel like a scary thing for many people. I always think the value, just the inherent value of seeing a counselor is that they are that neutral, non-judgmental, empathic person who is present for someone in their life. And that's something we can't get from loved ones. Anyone in our personal life is going to have a certain investment in us or we have an investment in them that prevents us from having that truly neutral space. And there's so much value in that for anyone to just have a safe space to start to be able to talk and unpack um, life and find those little nuggets, those little pieces that, that allow us to, to move forward. And it takes tremendous courage to um, accept that vulnerability of going into those spaces. I rarely ever hear someone regret that they have reached out for counseling because it can be so life-changing. And when I think of meeting clients for the first time, 
one of the metaphors that I share with clients to start that partnership together is that they are in the driver's seat and I am the co-pilot and they need to tell me where they want to go and I will be the keeper of the map that shows all the different directions to get there. And that's the partnership for sure. And the trust that's built moving forward. Ray, it's been about a year since you sat down with Bruce Arthur and I don't want to say you, mm-hmm. you came out, but you spoke openly about the struggles and the changes that you were making and uh, mm-hmm. stepping back from TSN. What was the reaction to you talking about your mental health struggles so publicly? Uh, I was stunned, blown away that um, not just on social media, but people that personally reached out and um, said that they felt a lot of that or that they had no idea that or that I was batting this stuff around internally. Um, I, I was I, honestly, I was blown away because it, it's my life, right? And so I felt like it didn't even feel like it was an effort to tell Bruce anything. Like we were just the interview is. I, I think Bruce is sensational at what he does, but it, you just talk. And what I found was, I'm just telling my story. And I didn't even think of whether it might impact anybody else. And what I guess I realized is whether I want to or not, I live a relatively public life. And what I do, people don't know me though. I, it's a character when you're on TV, right. right? Like I'm a color analyst. It's not, and like I, I try to have some fun with what I do. I love what I do but I'm talking about hockey. It's got nothing to do with me as a person. The changes that I was trying to undergo and continue to do have nothing to do with the person that people watch on TV talk about hockey or I'm on the video game. I was with EA Sports for eight years. I just loved it. Those guys were just amazing to work with. And, but that's just like in one box. And so I was surprised that it resonated with so many people, I stunned. Really, I was I was quite surprised. And you know what? But I will. You know what's frustrating a little bit is that um, people know me from a certain time, and I'm frozen as that person in their mind. And like that, something will happen. They'll be like, "Oh man, Ray'll lose it here." I'm like, "But I don't anymore." I don't. No, I do, but I don't. Like, it, like I like. It's not perfect, right? Like you're, you know. I, I, there's times I go, "Wow, did I, I handle that?" Like, I had three left hands, right? Like it was brutal. And but now I'm aware enough to try and stop and slow down and go, "Okay, now why did I do that? What I got it, so then I can go forward." And I want to erase what people think. Because in a lot of cases, it's what I was, not what I am. But you can't do that. You can't. You'd spend all your time running around trying to talk to people and go, oh, but I'm not like that. And they'd go, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're not. And then they'd go on with their day. But it, so there was two sides to it. I was really, I was happy to be able to do it. It felt like a, not a weight, but just it felt like an exhale. 
to just say, this is why I'm doing it. And um, it was the best thing that I could have possibly done. It was, I love my job. I love the people I work with. I'm so lucky. Like I've worked with some amazing people, both in front and behind the camera. And so I'll say this, I kind of only half mean it. I wish I would have done it before. Sure. I wish I would have done it earlier. I wouldn't have wanted to miss the trips to Europe and where my family came and we had Christmas in Prague. It was beautiful. And, and then we're in a different Ostrava. And it was like these amazing places, Malmo, Sweden, at the World Junior Tournament. Amazing stuff. But I don't need to be doing that anymore. I need to be here. I need to, like, to be here. Last year, I sat on the couch at Christmas for the World Juniors. I was like, this is awesome. I, it was amazing. I've never, most years, like this is maybe a signal of what my life was like, is most years, um, the tournament starts on Boxing Day. So I would leave Christmas morning for the airport at 10 o'clock because there was a noon flight to Toronto, and I'd be on it every Christmas. And after a while, I'm like, I look my... Younger boys are now 17 and 14 this year. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm a great tournament and it's fabulous. And I love it. And I was honored to do it and blessed to do it. And there goes another Christmas. Yep. You know, I, it, it goes, it's, it's so fast. So when I did that article, it felt like the right time and the right place and the right person to talk to. And uh, like, I, I'm proud of where I am knowing that it never really stops. I'm just kind of wondering, I don't know, maybe for you, Ray, or for Lindsay, would things have been different if people asked earlier, or does the person who's going through it have to understand that the change has to happen first? Or can somebody saying, are you okay, help you realize you're not okay, and maybe I am strong? I don't know, Lindsay. I let me just quickly say, I don't know that I have any friends of one that, that might have noticed, you know, and said something. In most cases, especially with men, um, uh, like, I'm, you know, nobody's going to ask anybody. Like, they, you know, there's a million jokes about it that, oh, I didn't even know. I played golf with them for four hours. I didn't right. ask them anything. Right? And, like, it, so I think it has to be you have to put work into change and some people may never notice it, but that's not the point. The point is I notice it. My wife notices it. The kids notice it. If uh, somebody I know peripherally doesn't, I can't worry about that. And here's the thing. I used to worry about it. And this was, I mentioned earlier that I was in a fight and a game all the time, even if nobody else knew that was part of my game. I wanted to be I wanted to be a more popular teammate. I wasn't because I was selfish and it was about me all the time. But I didn't know at the time. I was just trying to survive in the league. You want to pick up on that, Lindsay? Yeah. What really resonated with me as you were speaking, Ray, about your experience of going through counseling is that what I observe is that you are really connected with your values now. You really know where you want to land in your life and what matters to you. And then you start to reap the benefits of that, right? Your behaviors all start to reflect those values and it becomes just inherently rewarding in itself to be in that process. And other people's opinions have 
little to no impact over time because you know where you stand with things and what works for you. And that's one of those really powerful shifts that people can experience in that process of of self-discovery. And it's such an important part of counseling is really taking a look at who's the human that I want to be in this world. And, and that's how we, we start to, to shift. And of course, the question of, you know, could somebody have made a difference at, a, at another time is always an interesting question because we can't change the past to know if there could have been somebody who had, could have had influence. But in fact, there, there were people that you were exposed to that touch in ways that started to shift that path and move towards getting support. And so when it comes to that question, I think that we can't ever make somebody change. But certainly if we have loved ones in our lives who we know are are in a struggle, it is always worth opening a conversation about that. It's always worth saying, hey, I'm noticing that you seem to be in a struggle right now. I imagine what you're experiencing is overwhelming and creating that opportunity for those little pieces of connection that may open up new ways of thinking or invite the idea of making change for anyone at any time. I I also, Lindsay, I'm sure you run across this because as you're talking, I'm thinking it's okay if somebody asks you to say, how are you doing? If you go lousy, it's okay to say that. And I think that's one of the big changes I've noticed in uh, a lot of the people that I hang around with or know um, or read about is that men are more likely now than certainly 30 years ago, but even five years ago to say, yeah, it's not going very good. And I like, I would have always said, nah, I'm fine. Like it's always when the answer was, I wasn't. In, internally, like, I can feel heat inside me when I'm frustrated or I'm angry. I can feel it coming. And in the past, there was no, once it got to a certain point, there was no stopping it. There was, there was no chance. And if somebody would have asked, I would have said, I'm fine. And then mm-hmm. I would have stomped off to the next room. And yeah. and I'm learning that it's almost like a pressure valve that you let off a little bit when you go, Tom, not doing very good. And then you tell somebody yes. a little bit of what's going on. Yes. It's like the valve just goes, and I can feel the heat go back the other way. And there are times like I'm in a store that is the line is going backwards. It seems, or you're in traffic and you're getting less than any, and I handle it now in a different way most times. And I'm like, wow, I, that was really good. Like, I'm the only one that notices. Nobody else notices. Nobody else cares. But I'm like, whoa, and I feel much better. And so the next interaction I have, whether it's with family or friends or a stranger, I'm in a better place to start that interaction. Not the only one. I pat myself on the back when I don't flip the bird in traffic all the time. It's just those little changes. You feel good. You're like, oh, wow, I can do it. And then the rest of the day just goes better when you know how to calm yourself down. I was in the pattern before of frustration, anger, explode. And it just became, I didn't even know it was a pattern, right? It was just me. It was just, that was just me. And 
now I'm realizing like, oh, there is another pattern. Like it, there is another path to be on too. And it makes me feel good to know that I'm better at home. Like I'm, I'm more present. Like right now my, our house is a circus. If we look on the other side of this wall, like my older son's here with his wife or two grandkids. My other son's here with his wife and they're due in the next 10 days. We got our two kids. It, it looks like just as you could imagine, 10 people in a house would look like. It's just, it's a debacle. But before I would have run around and tried to straighten up everybody's shoes and be intense about it. And now I'm like, wow, I handled that pretty good yesterday. Like I, it really is a, there is a habit form to it that can be a really good thing. And that's one of the things that I strive for. I know the podcast is called Don't Change Much. And if it means not straightening the shoes, let's, that make, <laughs> yeah, then that's what it is. But what's it, Ray, you've talked about it at not being like linear progression for getting, you're streaky on things and then just eventually the streaks get longer. And instead of five days with the app, it's 12. Or for me, it's, you know, it just gets better. What's something that you've changed recently, a simple change to push it forward? I care about way less, but I care more about what I care about. So this was, it's through, started with social media in the pandemic when I've got nothing else to do, but read about the government's response to yep. the vaccine or somebody's response to somebody's response. And then I've got nothing to do but respond. And Cami says to me at one point, she's like, why are you bringing that into our house? Like, why are you bringing an argument with a person you don't know into the house? Like now we're arguing about yep. it. And so what I gradually got to is that I, things I'm, as I've learned, I'm very sticky. When there's something that goes on, it sticks to me. Whether it's got anything to do with me or not. I put myself in the anguished position. And what I've learned, I can't care about that stuff anymore. Because it really impacts me and my family. What I care about which is a lot less, I care about way more deeply. And I'm more present to care about it. And the other stuff, I don't know anywhere as much, or I don't know anything outside of what I need to know. Yep. There's lots of things that go on that in the past I would have known 2% of, and it would have bugged me 20% of the time. And so basically I just feed the angry beast. Mm -hmm. And it is wasted energy. It is, I can't do anything about it. There are some terrible things going on in the world. If I sit and think about it, I just get bogged down. What am I going to do right. about it? I can't. I can, the 10 feet around me, I can make an impact in. And if we impact our 10 feet and you impact your 10 feet, now we got 20 feet. Yep. And that, that's really might be simplistic, but that's where I, that's the change. I would say the small change that I've made in the last year that 
I really see a benefit to. Social media off the phone has been huge for me as well. It's still on my desktop, but that's a sit down and work thing. It's not in my pocket in line or when I'm waiting or when I'm bored. Now, if I'm going to scroll through something, it's going to be... I don't know, picture memories or something. What what do you think about a small change, Lindsay? I love the direction of this conversation and the whole idea of letting go of things that we don't have control over or are bigger than what we're able to influence and getting down into being mindful and being in the present moment. What do I have control over? How can I behave right now that has influence in my life? And that is our immediate environment. And often it allows us to just stop and breathe when we let go of of all of those other Mm. things. And social media is such a rabbit hole for getting getting our frustrations riled up and um, wasting time and energy. When I think of things that small changes that I've made, most of them relate to my phone as well. Mm. And a couple of things that I've really worked on recently is uh, with my kids, I have two teenage kids. So their phone is their third arm and Mm. that we turn the phones off during the making and consuming of dinner. And we sit down at the table and it was a pretty life-changing thing in our household to to put phones away for a couple of hours. It completely altered the connection we were having with each other in the household and changed the conversations that were happening as well because it wasn't about the the TikTok video that showed up or different Mm -hmm. things that are in constant flow when the phones are on. Um, And it just made everyone feel good. It became self-fulfilling very quickly that people wanted to put their phones away. And the other phone habit that that I've changed that has been uh, life-changing for my mental health and was a very easy thing to do was not bringing the phone into my bed. So mm. getting an old school alarm clock to wake up in the morning yeah. and leaving the phone in another room. Just little stuff. I greatly appreciate the time that you've given, Ray. I know you didn't, you thought you were just like, being yourself and you didn't think it was anybody else, but it was an absolute mirror for me and what I'm going through. So Mm. this podcast could be titled what's helping Ray and everybody else, because (laughs) uh, I really appreciate what you did coming forward and the conversations you've had with other people about mental health. It's just, it's revolution, revolutionary, revelatory. It's just, it's been fantastic Mm. for my own personal help. So if you only helped one other person, then it was worth it. So thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm proud of the work that you put in or that I've put in to try and be better for the people that I care most about. And I I know like I, I'm, I, I sometimes look at a, a picture that pops up on the phone from when the kids were little. I think it's the best part of our phones, yes. the, the memory pictures. And sometimes I look at them and the first word that comes to mind is sorry. And that sucks. It really does. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that anymore. I I just, I'm not perfect by any stretch, but I want to be better for the people that matter the most to me. And I know my marriage is better than it's been ever. My parenting is better than it's been. And it's the journey that started in July of 2018, really, when I talked to Justin in Gothenburg at that tournament. And I'm, every so often I send him a note and say, hey, just thinking about you and 
thanks for that talk. And he's, of course, he's like, ah, it's no, no problem. But it set me on a different road that I'm not getting off of. Buzz, there's a stat that I just wanted to share that I think is really important and really connects with Ray's story and why it resonates with people. And that's a Health Canada stat that 50% of Canadians will experience a mental health issue by the age of 40 years old, at least once. That stat I, I really connect with because what it tells me is that if somebody doesn't personally experience a mental health issue, they will most definitely be supporting somebody who does. And it really captures that this is a normal thing that people go through, that we will all be touched by it. And that when stories are shared, it allows people to let out a breath and say, oh, that's just like me. And those are those windows of opportunity that change people's lives. Thanks for joining us. You can click the follow button if you enjoyed the conversation and join us each month for a new episode of the Don't Change Much podcast. To learn more about what you can do to improve your mental wellness, check out the MindFit Toolkit at menshealthfoundation.ca.